Well, we want to welcome you here today as we continue through this series on the book of Jonah. Uh, if you haven't been with us, let me just kind of catch you up and, and so that we're all on the same page. As we complete this book and as we complete our journey with Jonah, Jonah was the guy that ran from God. Jonah, Jonah was a prophet. He was a spiritual leader. Um, he knew what God had asked him to do. He knew what God had called him to do. And Jonah heard directly from God, but he decided that he wanted to do something else, and he didn't want to be obedient to God. And so Jonah was a prophet. In other words, he spoke on God's behalf, um, and God had asked him to go down to Nineveh, and Nineveh was his hated enemies, and he didn't like, you know, they were an enemy of, of, of Israel. And so Jonah just, man, didn't want to go, and so he tried to run as far away from God as he could. And the fact is, when we looked at the text, we found that he ran in, the opposite direction of where God had asked him to go. And boy, we've talked about it how it just doesn't make any sense to run from God with his love and his compassion and his grace and his mercy. That it just, when you, when you just look at it, it doesn't make any sense to run away from him. And But J Jonah did run away from him and, and um, God caused a storm, remember that? And God caused a storm in Jonah's life and and uh, so that Jonah would turn back to him. And much the same is true in our lives. It's many times the storms of life, the crisis of life, that causes us to turn back to him or to reevaluate some things in our life. And, and so it, no different in, in our life. And, and so God calls a storm, and then, he, then they threw him overboard, and a fish swallowed Jonah. And then when Jonah was, was in the fish, all of a sudden he began to get real reflective on his life and he began to look at his life and boy I don't know if it's true with you I know it's true with me whenever I go through crisis in life and in storms or life it causes me to be reflective of choices that I've made decisions that I've made how I've lived my life and Jonah was no different than Jonah chapter 2 remember Jonah wrote the prayer of gratitude that he was just thanking God for all that God had done in his life and how God had forgiven him and God was a God of a second chance and and uh, so so Jonah decides, all right, I'm going to be obedient to you. I'm going to do what you've asked me to do. I'm, I'm going to go to Nineveh. I'm going to preach as, as you've asked me to do. And, but here's the problem with that. Jonah outwardly was obedient to God, but inwardly his heart was still far from God. Jonah wasn't on the same page with God. See, God cares about our outward and our inward. God cares about our actions and our heart. And Jonah, even though outwardly he was being obedient to God, he wasn't even close to being on the same page with God. And the danger for us in our life, we can go through the actions. And our heart can still be very far from him. So Jonah was going through the motions of the obedience and said, I'll do it if this is what you've asked me to do. He goes down to Nineveh. He preaches to the crowd there. And unfortunately for Jonah, they changed. They're his enemies. He disliked them. And all of a sudden, they repent from their evil ways and they change. And here Jonah's telling them, either you repent or, or God's going to get you. And you know what? Jonah probably liked that part of the message. I mean, if we're honest... We like to tell our enemies, you know what? God's against you. God's going to get you. Turn, burn, I smell bacon burning, that kind of message. You know what? Why is it we feel like that God is more with us than with our enemies? 
Why is it we feel like that God is more with us than the people that we've judged, the people that we don't like, the people that have hurt us? Jonah was no different. Jonah liked that part of the message. Jonah liked the part of the message where he says, God's upset with you. God's angry with you. And if you don't change, well, it's going to be bad another 40 days. And the bad deal is, is they changed. They repented. They quit doing all the evil stuff that they were doing and See, the book of, of Jonah is a story about a God of a second chance, even to a person like Jonah, even to a person like me, and even to a person like you. That God's a God of a, of a second chance, and not just a, third, a second chance, but a third chance and, and a fourth chance. See, the Bible says this, that God delights, God enjoys showing grace. God enjoys showing grace. Mercy. Many times, if we're not careful in, the, in, in our spiritual life, we start off in the spiritual life talking about the amazing grace of God, how God has forgiven me and how God has given me new life and God gives me the gift of eternal life. And we start off with amazing grace. The danger is we can be Christians so long, it's no longer amazing, it's just grace. It's just grace. And you see, this was Jonah and this was where Jonah was at. And I hope through this series you've been able to see the amazing grace of God and how, how God is a God of a second and a third chance. You know, as we walk through this story, I, I could not help but remember my own story. Remember, I've been pretty transparent through this series and says, there's a lot of things in Jonah's life that, man, I'm with. I mean, I can understand. Never forget when Karen and I in 1994 got the call to, to step way out of our comfort zone. And come and plant a church in, in Pueblo, Colorado. The call was so strong that both of us knew that if we didn't go, we were afraid God was going to judge us. We knew. We knew if we didn't go that, boy, we'd be so disobedient to him. And, man, what a great ride this has been. What a great adventure this has been for men and women and boys and girls to understand that a God is a God of a second and a third chance. And that God delights in showing grace and God delights in, in showing mercy. And, and let me just tell you this, for me and for Karen, it is so refreshing to be out of the Bible Belt. To where a relationship with Jesus Christ was this, is a bunch of rules and regulations, a bunch of, bunch of do's and don'ts. It was a bunch of the stuff like Jonah that, that as long as there's outward obedience, it doesn't matter where your heart is. I mean, it doesn't even fit into the picture. To where, to where in the Bible Belt, grace isn't preached a whole lot. It's a bunch of tradition and it's a bunch of legalism and it's a bunch of rules and regulations and all this other stuff where they spend more time telling people what to run from instead of telling them who to run to. Because let me tell you something, when you understand who to run to and when you're willing to run with him, you don't have to worry about what you need to run from. It all just kind of takes care of itself. And it's been unbelievable to watch people come in contact with him and understand just the, understand just the grace of God. Jonah chapter 3 verse 10 is where we let off, left off and it's where we'll pick up and we'll finish and we'll close today with communion, the Lord's Supper. 
when God saw what they had done, talking about the Ninevites, how they turned from their evil ways, repentance, remember this, repentance is a change of mind that leads to a change of action. If you want to know if someone has really repented of, some, of something, then you will see it in their actions, not just their words. Turn from their evil ways. God re- relented of the disaster uh, that, that he had said he would do to them and did not do it. And Jonah knew all about the grace of God, and, and that's what he was worried about. See, when grace was given to Jonah, he found it amazing. But watch this. When grace was given to an enemy, someone that he didn't like, he was offended by it. Ever been offended by grace? Ever ever found grace amazing in your life that God forgave you of stuff and gave you a second chance? But boy, when his was extended to someone else that you didn't like, that it hurt you, you were offended by it? Let me tell you something. God's amazing grace runs deeper than your worst sin. It runs deeper than your worst mistake. And guess what? Not just for your life, but for others as well. And if you and I aren't careful, we can be offended by God's grace. So we go on. Chapter 4, verse 1. But Jonah was greatly displeased and became angry. He was offended by grace. What do you mean? What do you mean they repented? What do you mean they turned from their evil ways? This is, watch this. Look, he goes on. He prayed to the Lord. So this is his prayer. Remember the last time Jonah prayed, Jonah chapter 2, his prayer of gratitude. The focus is totally different. He's praying. He's thanking God for God. What you have done in my life, my, the amazing grace that you've shown me, what you've forgiven me of, how you gave me a second chance. And then all of a sudden, this prayer changes. Notice the number of times that you see. I, me, my. In the original language, in the Hebrew, you find those, those words over nine times. This is a very selfish prayer. This is a prayer that turned inward. Listen, whenever we become selfish, whenever we turn inward, our self-awareness goes out of the window. It's a very dangerous, watch this. So here he goes. So, oh Lord, is this not what I said when I was still at home? That is why I was quick to flee to Tarshish. So now he's going to justify his rebellion. Now he's going to justify why he ran. I knew that you're a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, Lord, take my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. And so, see, Jonah believed this about God when you look at this prayer, that Jonah's will for his life should be God's will for his life. That God's will should be whatever Jonah thinks it should be, and God should handle life the way that Jonah thinks he should handle it. And Jonah wanted the Ninevites to meet destruction without a second chance. But he was grateful for his second chance. What is it about us? that thinks God is with us more than our enemies. More than people that we have judged or, or we dislike. You know what this prayer is? This is a prayer, I told you so prayer. This is where Jonah says, God, I told you so. 
I told you exactly this is what was going to happen. That's why I ran. God, it's just like you. Jonah is, is like, God, this is just like you. I mean, I know you. I knew what you would do. I know you're a God of grace. I know you're a God of love. I know you're a God of mercy. I know you're a God of great forgiveness. I know personally you're a God of a second and a third chance. I knew you were going to do this. God, that's why I ran. I mean, don't you know they're my enemies? Don't you know what they have done to me? You know better than me about their rebellion. You know better than me about the things that they've done. God, if I hate them, you should hate them too. If I judged them, you judge them too. God, don't you understand what you're doing? Grace was amazing when it was for me. But I'm offended by grace. When it's extended to someone else that I have issues with. Maybe Jonah went into the part about, Lord, of course they're going to repent. They're scared. Where he begins to judge their motives. God, they're really not sorry. God, they really don't mean this. God, this really isn't... Why is it we judge the motives in the hearts of men and women? Scripture says this, only God. Only God knows the motives of the hearts and men of women. And Jonah gets into this issue about... God, it's not genuine. Uh, talking to a friend in Texas, you know, Texans, we have our own way of talking and figuring stuff out. And, and so I was talking to him about Jonah and the whole story and trying to come up with the motives and why did Jonah do this. And, and, and he, he told me, like only a Texan can do, he says, you know, Charlie, I'm so sick and tired of everybody questioning each other's motives. I dream of a day when a chicken can simply cross the road and nobody will question its motives. But why is it that we continually question the motives of people, even when they repent, even when they change their actions, that we get into this deal about not genuine, not real. Of course you did that. The pain was too great. You were afraid of what would happen. Jonah's not angry about grace. Jonah's just angry who the grace was given to. When you look at this, Jonah hated what God had done. Jonah had totally disagreed with it. And Jonah was right, it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair that God would give Jonah a second chance. It wasn't fair that when God spoke to Jonah and told him exactly what he wanted him to do, that Jonah ran, and listen, God still pursued him the most miserable existence that a christian will have is when you run from god and you know what you're doing god wouldn't have you do because he won't leave it at that he'll pursue you and it's not fair that a god of a second chance would pursue jonah even in his rebellion you know what it's not fair that god would allow jonah to pray and talk to him like he did the whole I told you so prayer. Jonah is that exactly right about this issue of grace. 
the issue of grace is, you know what? It's not fair. There's a lot of people right around saying, I want justice. You don't want justice. Justice is getting what you deserve. We wouldn't be here. Grace and mercy is getting what you don't deserve. But Jonah can't see any of this because of his selfishness. Because all he can see is the sin of others. I mean, remember Jesus' talk? The log in your eye, the speck in your brother's eye? Jesus says when you move into that point and you move into that portion of your life, you lose all self-awareness. You can no longer see your stuff. You can no longer see your junk. You can no longer see your sin. All you can see is the sin and the offenses of everybody else, how everybody else needs to change but you. And Jonah is in that mode, and he cannot believe that God has given them mercy and grace. Jonah can remind me of me at my absolute worst. Because we can understand how God's grace is just so amazing when it's for me. We can be grateful that God has shown us grace and mercy. But we can be appalled at God, God forgiving a girl like that or a boy like that. Let's be honest. You ever been offended by 11th hour confession? Someone on death row? Someone that's done a horrendous crime? That's almost unbelievable that a human could commit such a crime? And then you read on death row or wherever that they had that conversion and they accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior? See... If we're not careful, if we're not careful, we can be offended by grace to where without us knowing it, we're running around life and saying, grace is good for the average sinner like me. But for the hardcore sinner like you or someone else, it's not for you. And I can be offended by that. See, our job is to hate sin, not to hate the sinner. Our job is to hate sin and allow God to deal with the sinner. Our job is to despise evil. Scripture's clear about that. Our job is to despise evil but not despise the person. And Jonah is caught up in all of this and God's a God that Wants us to hate sin the same way that he hates sin, but God wants us to have the same heart that he has for the sinner. Where we just learn to let God be God. And Luke chapter 7, verse 47, there's a thing that's going down with Jesus, and, and he uses it as, as a teaching moment, and he says this. He says, therefore I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, for she loved much. But he who has been forgiven of little, loves little. When we get into the selfish part, we forget about what all we've been forgiven of. Man, I'm telling you, people that love much, 
Christians, believers that love much, don't judge. I mean, to just love much with great forgiveness. They understand what they've been forgiven for and of. When we don't, listen, when we don't understand all that God has forgiven us for, we'll never love much. We'll never forgive. But those, you ever been around somebody that knows? I've been forgiven of much. And seeing how they behave with other people, I will, I will never forget. Here, in, we'd started the church a couple of years. We did um, golf tournaments. And, and uh, there, were, there were some men in our community. I'm not going to name their names. Very high profile. Um, didn't have a great reputation in the, in the community. And I developed friendship. I developed a relationship with them. And, and I invited them to our golf tournament. And they brought two teams. And I was going to Holly Dot that day. Boy, was I excited that. That's been, this is church, how to, way to be the church. Not everybody was happy. Two families got really upset that they were there. Then they got really upset when I told them, I'm the one that invited them. They left, which was a good thing, because I told them, if you can't make it past this then you're going to have great difficulty here. Because God's grace is amazing. And it's not just for me, and it's not just for you. God has never looked someone in the eyes, or you have never looked someone in the eyes. Let's just get it real personal. You have never looked someone in the eyes, regardless of what they've done, regardless of their life, that God doesn't care about. Scripture is clear that God desires for everybody to come into a relationship with Him. And God's a God of grace and God's a God of mercy. And Jonah takes it very personal about God's grace and he's a God, it isn't fair, I did what you said. I spent three days of my life there. They're my enemies. I didn't even like the town. I was there. I preached and I didn't mind telling them that God was going to judge you and you were mad at them and now look at what's going on. And What about my reputation, God? I mean, sometimes isn't that where it's at? I mean, remember the Ninevites, the hated enemy of Israel. Can you imagine what happened to Jonah when word got back to his hometown that he was a friend of the Ninevites? That he preached the love and forgiveness and acceptance of, uh, that they could have? I mean, Jonah was in this I, me, my world. I mean, he was in this selfish world. He's like, what about my reputation? What are they going to say about me? I mean, I've, how can I even, like, go home? There are enemies, and you, like, forgave them? I mean, as a preacher, revival happened. It wasn't just a few people. It was a whole city. Jonah should have been happy about it. Jonah is kind of like those preachers of our day that, you know, they look at you and they tell you God loves you, but they act like they're mad about it. Have you ever been around someone like that, that they're saying, man, God loves you, but if I was God, I wouldn't love you? <laughs> Verse 4, watch this, but the Lord replied, 
I mean, this is what is so cool about God. God is pursuing Jonah even in his rebellion now. He could have written him off. I mean, he could have written him off and said, Jonah, how about the fish? Wasn't that enough? How about the storm? Wasn't that enough? Jonah, didn't you understand? What do you mean? You're, you're with me physically, but your heart's far from me. You're not on the same page. Jonah, have you any right to, to, to be angry? Man, there's something. Go, go through Scripture. If you, if, if you have a, one of those Bible software, just search the New Testament on question marks. It's unbelievable the questions that, that, that God or, or Jesus would ask. I mean, he knows how to just get right down to the heart. Jonah, you got any reason? You got any right to be angry? But Jonah, remember all the second chances I gave you? Remember even now in your rebellion I'm pursuing you? Jonah, what is wrong with your heart that you would feel? Should you even be angry about this? Should you even be frustrated? Shouldn't you celebrate? You've made it all about you. Shouldn't you celebrate that they turned to me instead of away from me? Look how the story ends, verse 5. Jonah went out and sat down at a place east of the city. Talk about a pity party. You ever had those? Man, he's, he, he's mad. And there he made himself a shelter, set it in its shade, and waited to see what would happen. Well, look at that. To see what would happen to the city. In other words, he didn't, believe that the, he didn't still at this point believe that their motives were pure. He, was still, he wanted to see he wanted to have a ringside seat when God judged his enemies, when God judged those that, who had hurt him. He wanted to see them be brought down. He still didn't believe their, their motives. So watch this, verse 6. Then the Lord God provided a vine. Now watch this. God's still providing for him in his rebellion. You know, God's a God of multiple chances. Aren't you glad then the Lord God provided a vine and made it grow over Jonah to give uh, shade for his head, to ease his discomfort. And then, watch this. And Jonah was very happy about the vine. First time we read, Jonah's happy. All about him. First time. I mean, God, this is pretty miraculous. 113 degrees out here. I'm hot. Vine grows, you know, miraculously over me. I know you're providing for me because I'm great and I'm a spiritual leader and they're not and all this other stuff. And God, you are more with me than you are with my enemies and, and all this circumstance stuff. And, and so for the very first time, Jonah is happy in the story. Even in Jonah's rebellion, God's providing for him and can I just tell you something? Even in your rebellion, even in my rebellion, God still provides for me. That's how deep his love is. That's how deep his, his grace is. I mean, this story of Jonah is not just a story about a man that got thrown overboard, swallowed by a fish, spit back out on the beach, and ran from God. This is a story about a God who has unfailing love, a God of a second chance. But at dawn the next day, God provided a worm which chewed the vine so, it, so that it withered. When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. And he wanted to die. You know what God's doing in case... God's doing to Jonah exact, exactly what Jonah wanted God to do to the Ninevites. He's putting, he's putting Jonah in that situation. 
He's putting Jonah in a situation so that Jonah understands. And he wanted to die, and he said, you know what, it'd be better for me to, to die than live. And so Jonah's thinking, you know what, this just isn't fair. Here, I'm, I'm a prophet, and I'm a spiritual leader, and I'm following God, and got on a boat just because I didn't want to do what he said. I ran from him. A storm got thrown overboard and all this other stuff. And so he's frustrated. And he goes on. But God said to Jonah, watch this, he comes back. So obviously Jonah didn't answer the question. God pursues you even in your rebellion. God will continue to ask you the same question until you deal with it. And he goes on and he said, so do you have any right to be angry about the vine? See that word again, I, I do. I do. He said, I'm angry enough to die. But watch this. But the Lord said, you've been concerned about this vine. Watch this. Though you did not contend it or make it grow. I created these people. I tended these people. You had nothing to do with that. And you're concerned with a vine that you had nothing to do with? It sprang up overnight and it died overnight. But Nineveh, watch this, has more than 120,000 people who what? Who cannot tell their right hand from their left. See, God never said they were evil. God said their ways were evil. But God's a God of love and God's a God of mercy. And he says, you know what? He says, I'm concerned about these people, Jonah, that they can't tell their right hand from their left hand. They have no spiritual equilibrium. They don't understand what you understand. They, Jonah, man, don't you understand? How dare you judge these people? How dare you talk down about this community? How dare you look down on them like you're doing? Man, Jonah, they don't know their right hand for their left. And then he goes on and he says, and many cattle as well. You know what God said? Cattle was a form of income. Cattle was their profession, their career. God said, I not only care about them, I care about their income. I care about their resources. Jonah, to me, here's just, here's the question that just cut to my heart. Should I, de- should I not be concerned about that great city? Should I not be concerned about the person you've judged? Should I not be concerned about the person that you think my grace shouldn't be extended to? Should I not be concerned about the person that you feel I shouldn't forgive? Jonah, what is wrong with your heart? What is wrong with your heart? It's more than just the outward It's more than just going through the motions. It's more than just the religious motions. Where's your heart? I I, I took a group to Israel in December, January. um, And and we had noticed, and and, and it was different for us to see, but when we we went to different places together, we'd see Jews there praying. And if you've never seen that or noticed that, a Jew, when they pray, they they, they they never pray staying still. A Jew will pray... And a Jew will, will rock back and forth if they're sitting before an altar or something. A Jew will pray and walk. And, and you know why that is? 
because of the Shema in Deuteronomy that says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. And then Jesus carried on and love your neighbor as yourself. When they pray, it's a reminder. The reason they move is a reminder to them, I don't love God just with my mind. And I rock and I move. And it reminds me that I love God with my mind and my heart, my body and my soul. See, for God, it just wasn't enough that Jonah was going through the motions. He was concerned about his heart. And you know what? God told Jonah, Jonah, you're right. I am a gracious God. Jonah, you got that right. And I have an unfailing love. And I have undeserving grace. And I have undeserving love for all people. Whoever, whoever will repent. Whoever will quit walking from me and begin to walk with me. Jonah, you're right. I'm compassionate. I'm guilty. Jonah, I'm compassionate. But not just for you. I'm a compassionate God and love and merciful and I show mercy and compassion to those that will humble themselves. Jonah, you're right. I'm slow to anger. I may not deal with situations as quickly as you think I should. I'm patient and long-suffering because I desire that they'll turn their hearts back to me and begin to walk with me. Jonah, you're right. I am abounding in love. It means love of redemption for people that will confess their sins and turn back to him. Jonah, you're right. I'm the God who relents calamity when people walk with me. Jonah, boy, you have a long ways to go. It's just not all about you. 